Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. It's that brown sauce with a nigh-unpronounceable name. It looks on paper like Worcestershire. It's a tangy, tasty addition to red meats, soups, and pretty much anything that needs braising. And according to the company that originally created it, Lee and Perrins, it can be pronounced Worcestershire, Worcestershire, or Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce is used to make good things even better because it packs a lot of savoriness, sometimes called umami. The word umami, by the way, was coined in the first decade of the 1900s as a way of marketing the then-newly-isolated flavor compound monosodium glutamate, or MSG. But back to the sauce. We spoke via email with Seamus Mullen, a chef at the Institute of Culinary Education. He said, In recent years, there's been a newfound interest in umami, or the fifth taste after salty, sweet, bitter, and sour, often described as deliciousness. The umami brings out the natural flavorings in food, makes steak taste more steaky, mushrooms more shroomy. Worcestershire sauce is made up of a lot of flavorful ingredients, including anchovies. That's right, it's not generally vegan. Plus red onion, molasses, garlic, tamarind, and malt and or cider vinegar. Mullen said, The vinegar and tamarind bring a punchy acidity to the sauce, and the molasses and onion balance out the sweetness. But the true magic happens during the lengthy fermentation process, which takes 18 to 24 months. This last and most critical step was something of a happy accident when, supposedly in the early 1800s, two chemists based in Worcester, England, John Lee and William Perrins, were charged with duplicating a recipe that one British nobleman or another had enjoyed in Bengal. Their first effort was an utter failure, however, and the chemists left it to languish in jars in their cellar. A few years later, they rediscovered the batch and were thrilled to realize that fermentation had turned it into the perfect savory sauce. They started selling it in 1837. It came to the U.S. in 1839 and is sold in over 75 countries today. When that original Lee and Perrin's product was shipped overseas, its glass bottles often broke as a result of rough waters. So the company began wrapping the individual bottles in paper. The tradition continues today, more as a way to distinguish the brand rather than a need to keep the product whole. The company lost the copyright to the name in 1876. While the Lee and Perrin's recipe remains a closely guarded secret, many competitors have sprung up to make similar versions. The BBC counted at least 30 others in Worcester alone. You can even try making it yourself at home. Mullen said, While the aging and fermenting process might be a bit much to undertake at home, you can make a very tasty approximation of Worcestershire sauce by simmering soy sauce, mustard powder, malt vinegar, tamarind paste, garlic, anchovy paste, tomato paste, ginger, molasses, and spices. Those spices, he said, can include coriander seed, mustard seed, and clove, as well as orange peel and black pepper. He explained that you simply mix all the ingredients and simmer to sauce consistency, then strain and store the liquid. There are lots of recipes online, including several for those of us who have been playing around with home fermentation. And, of course, the beloved sauce isn't relegated to steaks and such either. It can be added to pretty much anything that needs zinging, be it a Bloody Mary, fondue, cheese sauce, eggs, popcorn, potatoes, salad dressing, or a grilled cheese sandwich. Lee and Perrins even recommends a splash of it in place of your normal dashes of salt and pepper. 
the continuing enthusiasm over umami flavor is carrying over into the Worcestershire market. And this recent uptick is expected to continue, projected through 2025 at least. Mullen explained, Umami hounds have been on the hunt for heritage condiments, like Lee and Perrin's original recipe. And there's an ever-increasing trend toward finding new applications for the sauce. From marinades to cocktails, Worcestershire sauce is having a moment. Today's episode was written by Alia Hoyt and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other savory topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.